Welcome back to another episode of the Dynasty Prospect Talk Podcast. It's your man, Jared Wackerly with DynastyNerds.com. We're back with episode three. We had another interesting week of college football. Alabama was tested by Arkansas. Ohio State put her whooping on Michigan State, and Oregon is out of the playoff race. They lost to Utah. So we're going to talk about that, these 2023 quarterbacks. The Senior Bowl roster is starting to take shape. We had a Heisman hopeful running back, one of my darlings at the running back position in this 2022 class. We got a lot to get into today. Shouldn't be too long of an episode. If this is your first time listening, I appreciate you tuning in. We talk about prospects for Dynasty Fantasy Football. We try to focus on only the guys that I feel are going to be relevant at the NFL level from a fantasy football perspective. If you do play Devi, if you do play Campus to Canton Leagues, this information will be relevant for you as well. So thanks for tuning in. Let's get into it. This 2023 upcoming quarterback class looks to have some studs. We got C.J. Stroud from Ohio State that is really, really starting to come on strong lately. This weekend, he completed 32 of 35 passes for 432 yards and six touchdowns in their dismantling of Michigan State. He made so many big-time throws, and I'm talking NFL-level throws that were on the money, down the field. His decisions were quick. It's not even those throws. It's the little ones, the ones that are in the intermediate 5-10 to yard range where he's just putting it literally on the numbers where the receivers need it in order to catch and run and make plays after the catch. Ohio State runs a spread offense, and oftentimes he's asked to make those wide receiver screen throws. And when I see C.J. Stroud at the beginning of the game put those throws on the money, I'm an Ohio State fan. I say that every episode. I think I know it's going to be a good day for C.J. Stroud. That dude has arm talent. And it's been so fun to watch his progression through the year. To begin the season, the talk is that he was a little banged up which may be an excuse for his inconsistency towards the beginning of the year. But it's also, he's he's a young player, man. These guys need time to develop. They need time to grow. Everyone likes to jump to a conclusion on these players and don't often let these young guys develop, man. They're 18, 19, 20 years old. They got a lot of football left in them. And when it comes to playing quarterback, the toughest position in sports, you need time to develop. And what we saw from C.J. Stroud this weekend, man, gives you a lot to be excited about from a fantasy football perspective, from a draft perspective. I mean, this guy, from an arm talent perspective, he's got it. So we got C.J. Stroud, and then we got Bryce Young from Alabama. Alabama was tested this weekend by a Good Arkansas defense, but it wasn't too much for Bryce Young. He set the single-game record for passing yards in a game for Alabama. He threw for 561 yards and five touchdowns. There's not much to dislike about Bryce Young aside from his smaller frame and stature. So we got Bryce Young and we got C.J. Stroud in the 2023 quarterback class. Those are the two top guys, and if you were to put them in this class right now, They would be one and two, no questions asked, not even close. So 
comparing them both right now, I would still have Bryce Young as quarterback one. He's just done it on a more consistent level, and he offers you that rushing floor that C.J. Stroud is said to have had, but he hasn't really proved it yet. He, he never takes off to run, but the grumblings are, or the, the rumors are in the people and the circles that I talk to is he actually is a decent runner and he does it often in practice. And I'm not sure if Ohio State's just holding out on that side of his game. It's a wrinkle in the game plan that they're looking to, to show forth later in the year when it quote-unquote actually matters. I would, I would argue everything matters right now. But in the playoffs, you know, maybe C.J. Stroud's going to run a little more and it's something that nobody's seen yet, but I don't know. Who knows? C.J. Stroud hasn't done it yet, and that's what we do know. So from a rushing floor perspective, from a more complete resume perspective, Bryce Young's still QB1, but from a arm talent perspective, I would say C.J. Stroud is right on level with Bryce Young. Bryce Young's still got a very good arm. He's accurate as hell. He's so talented. He looks so poised back there every time he drops back to pass. He goes through his progressions, one, two, three, and if he doesn't have it, makes a play, either running the football or he throws the ball away. He's just, Bryce Young is so fun to watch. He reminds me a little bit of Russell Wilson. It's just that that poise that you see when you when you actually watch these guys play. So the 2023 quarterback class, I'm extremely excited about it. These two guys are way more talented from anyone we have in this 2022 class. From a depth standpoint, there's not a lot of guys to get, to get excited about the 2023 class. I mean, DJ Uyungle had a ton of hype coming into this year, but he's fallen on his face, and I hope he's able to kind of gain that back a little bit next year. He has not had a lot of help at Clemson this year. Not a lot of help from the receiver standpoint. Not a lot of help from the offensive line. They don't really have much of a running game. There's just not a lot to be excited about from Clemson this year. I mean, DJ hasn't been good. I'm not a, I'm not making excuses for him. But we know he has the talent. He's shown it at times this year too. I haven't dug into the tape to see what exactly is going wrong there, but I have watched a little bit. Enough to say that I still believe in DJ, but He's not close to C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. We'll see where Spencer Rattler ends up landing. I assume he's not going to declare. I think that's pretty much known. We'll see where he ends up transferring to and uh, if he can recoup his draft stock a bit. I don't think it's an Oklahoma issue at all. I mean, I think that's clear. We've seen Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts come out of this program and be just fine. So I think it's definitely a Spencer Rattler issue. We'll see if he can grow, get better. The arm talent's there, that's clear. He can make any throw and do it accurately, but it's the decision-making, and who knows what'll end up happening with Spencer Rattler, but I assume he'll be in this class. He may end up being in the 2024 class. We thought going into this year that Spencer Rattler was the QB1, not me, but he fell flat on his face this year. Not that Spencer Rattler was doing horribly. I mean, they were winning games, but... Caleb Williams obviously put them in a better position to win. So he needs to improve on the decision-making end of things, and hopefully he lands in a solid program where he's able to win some games. I'm sure there's a ton of quarterback-needing programs out there, especially for the talent of, of Spencer Rattler. So we'll see where he ends up, but 
I'm real excited about C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. So the senior bull roster is starting to take shape. A lot of the quarterbacks are still yet to be decided, but there was an invite made to Kenny Pickett. It's not confirmed that he's officially accepted yet, but I have to assume that he's going he's going to accept that invite. I assume Desmond Ritter is probably going to be there this year too. So we'll see on those guys. But um, so far, Bailey Zapp from Western Kentucky, who has put up a fantastic year, has accepted his invite. So I'm just going to run through the roster of fantasy football relevant players and uh, people that have accepted their invites at the running back, wide receiver, and tight end position. And we can get into it a little bit. Not going to get into it too much because I still have a lot of film evaluation to do on a lot of these guys. So I don't, I don't have a big opinion on a lot of these guys, but there are some that I do like uh, that I have looked into so far. Last year, I, I was fortunate enough to go down to Mobile, Alabama with Garrett Price, uh, one of my buddies from Dynasty Nerds, and evaluate these guys and watch practice. So hopefully I'll be able to go back again this year. We're trying to get credentials. So I'm sure we'll be there again. So I can't wait. But uh, so far at running back, they have Abram Smith from Baylor, Rashad White running back from Arizona State, Damian Pierce, running back from Florida, and Devontae Price from Florida International. So some comments on these guys. Rashad White is a guy that has gotten a lot of hype from the community. Some people have him in the top five. I watched a little bit of him, not enough to give my full review on him. I love his size, 6'2", 210. He's got great size, catches the ball well. He has over 30 catches this year in college football. Uh, very smooth, very smooth player. I think he's going to end up being a fringe day three, day two player. And I can't wait to see him. And the senior bowl, Abram Smith's had a great year for Baylor. Damian Pierce is a guy that I really like, and I think he's been underutilized in Florida. I think he's a guy, and Jim Nagy actually tweeted this and agreed. He's a guy that's going to produce more at the NFL level than I think he did at Florida. He's small. Stocky has a good build to him, but he's he makes people miss in a phone booth, breaks tackles, catches the ball well, has good speed. I really like Damian Pierce, and I've tweeted about him quite a bit this year. He just offers like a prototypical build at running back, and he's one of those guys that always makes the first guy miss. And when I turn on his tape and I watch him when he gets his touches, even though they're limited, they split a lot at Florida for whatever reason. If I'm a college football coach, I'm getting the ball in the hands of the, my best playmakers. I'm not trying to make people happy. And I think that ultimately bit Dan Mullen in the ass now that he's out as Florida's coach. But anyway, Damian Pierce, I, I, I really just love his tape. I don't think he's like this RB1 at the next level. I think he's like a day three pick. But I have a lot of him in campus to Canton leagues, and I think being a day three pick, he's going to land on a roster and he'll probably be like an RB2 for a team. And if he gets opportunity, you know, he's going to be a nice little flex start for you. So I like Damian Pierce. I like what he offers. Devontae Price from Florida International. Mel Kuyper is so high on this guy, even though he's had a little bit of a disappointing season. Disappointing from a numbers standpoint. I mean, his first two games this year, 
First one was against Long Island. He had five attempts for 165 and three touchdowns. And then against Texas State, he had 23 attempts for 111 yards. And those are the only two games where he broke the 100-yard threshold. Granted, I read up a bit, and I guess he just had no help at Florida International. And I will say, I do actually like Devontae Price and what I see him from him, but as far as being like a top-five running back in this class, like there's no way. No way. But he offers good size, 6'2", 215, so prototypical size. He's a good back. Good back. He is. But top five in this class, I think it's just a, a stretch, and I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I think he had him as RB3 behind Brees Hall and Isaiah Spiller. And then he had Pierre, Pierre Strong from South Dakota State at four. Kyron Williams at five and Kenneth Walker at six. He didn't have my man Charbonnet. Until nine. Get the fuck out of here, man. I love Mel Kuyper. Love what he's done for all draft enthusiasts, people that love the draft. Man, I love Mel Kuyper. You have to. Got to respect him. But clearly, he's not through his tape evaluations yet. Or they just like that clickbait over at ESPN. But that's all right. So for the wide receivers at the Senior Bowl, we have Jalen Tolbert from South Alabama which the Senior Bowl is actually hosted at South Alabama's field and their campus, so that'll be cool. Khalil Shakir, wide receiver from Boise State. Romeo Dubs, wide receiver from Nevada. Reggie Roberson Jr. from SMU. Danny Gray from SMU. Bo Melton from Rutgers. Trey Turner from Virginia Tech. And Calvin Austin III from Memphis. So we got a solid... Wide receiver class this year at the Senior Bowl. Definitely your Tier 3 or Tier 4 guys in this class. But a couple guys that I really like in Jalen Tolbert and Romeo Dubs. Romeo Dubs is uh, Carson Strong's favorite target there at Nevada. Carson Strong's one of the best quarterbacks in this class, in my opinion. One of my favorite guys. Definitely one of the best arms in this class. So anytime I get to watch late night, West Coast football to tune in and watch Carson Strong. I always see Romeo Dubs catching passes. Um, So I'll be excited to watch him at the Senior Bowl. But, I mean, Romeo Dubs has definitely come on strong here as of late in this season. He's put together – he had one game this year where he had 19 catches for 200 yards. Um, Offers good size, good speed, 6'2", 200 pounds. I think he's a 4'4 guy. So um, he he returns punts for – for Nevada, he's a dynamic player. Uh, one, one I'll definitely be paying attention to, but nobody that I'm too hyped on. Uh, Jalen Tolbert, I'm real excited about. Like I said, grew up in the area, attended the Senior Bowl as a kid, as a ball boy and stuff. So that story is pretty cool. His he obviously he plays for South Alabama, where the Senior Bowl is hosted. So definitely a cool experience for him. Really good player, six three, 190 pounds. Put together two back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. Very talented at the catch point. So I think Jalen Tolbert, out of all these guys, might be my favorite. Small school dude. Offers definitely a ton of upside. Haven't dug enough into his tape for a full evaluation yet, but enough to get me excited. Khalil Shakir, I'm sure you guys have seen all over ESPN. I mean, I feel like this dude just makes a fantastic SportsCenter top 10 catch every single week. Really good possession receiver. Has added some explosiveness to his game this year. 
So I'm excited to see Khalil. Reggie Roberson from SMU, a guy who unfortunately tore his ACL last year in October, a guy that was thought of to be a late riser in the 2021 draft class, ends up here at the Senior Bowl. A lot of speed. A lot of people liked him in last year's draft class as a day three, late day two guy. So definitely some players to be excited about and some names to uh, dig into before I head out to Mobile this year. Uh, The tight end class is what I'm most excited about. They have some of the top tight ends in this class that they were able to get to come to the Senior Bowl. So that's probably the most decorated group of the fantasy football relevant positions. They got Charlie Kohler from Iowa State, Trey McBride from Colorado State, Cole Turner from Nevada, Grant Calcaterra from SMU, Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin, Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina, and Connor Hayward from Michigan State. So first thing, Connor Hayward played mostly running back at Michigan State, so it'll be interesting to check him out and see what the Senior Bowl scouts had in mind with uh, moving him over to tight end, but I assume that's what the NFL wants to see too because the Senior Bowl is in such constant communication with the scouts in the NFL. Um, Charlie Kohler has been one of the top tight ends in this class for the last few years. Not the fleetest of foot, but very solid tight end. He's got great size, 6'6", 260. Has put up good numbers the last three years. I mean, he's last year he was at 591 yards through 11 games. Um, in 2019, he was 697 yards through 13 games. And this year, he's already up over 650 yards through 10 games. So, um, red zone threat. Iowa State likes to throw him the ball in the red zone. Trey McBride from Colorado State, versatile player. Grant Calcaterra from SMU started his career at Oklahoma, and he was often thought of as the top tight end in this class. He actually retired at one point due to concussion issues and ended up coming back to play college football. He's at SMU this year, and he's put on some great tape. You see those flashes of who he once was, and he's still a very good player. I actually have him ranked pretty high in this class. It's just the health concerns that I think are going to cause him to drop, rightfully so. I'm not sure how many more hits to the head he can sustain. It's a scary thing, right? I mean, health is number one. So from a talent standpoint, though, Grant Calcaterra is very, very good. Jake Ferguson, great receiving tight end from Wisconsin. Isaiah Likely from Costa Carolina, little undersized, but good athlete. And uh, like I said, Connor Hayward from Michigan State played running back, fullback a lot at Michigan State, but they want to move him over to tight end at the Senior Bowl. So uh, real excited about this class as a whole. But from a tight end standpoint in this class, I don't think it's anything to get excited about. I don't think we have any first rounders. So if you're in like super flex tight end premium leagues, I don't think there's any like Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson's, no offense to get real excited about this year that you're probably going to take in the first round. Um, more so middle of the second round, early third round guys in this class that you're going to swing at the plate for. Um, just let draft capital pretty much dictate the, who you're going to take. Uh, Jalen Watermeyer from Texas A&M is very good. Probably going to be the top tight end in this class, but he's not a senior, so I'm not sure if he's going to graduate this year. If he does, end up graduating this year or is on pace to graduate. Uh, the Senior Bowl does deem those guys eligible to play in the Senior Bowl, so 
Um, not not too sure on what that situation is, but definitely one to mo- monitor. If he does attend the Senior Bowl, I mean, this tight end class is pretty much the top guys that you're going to want to look at. I haven't given my full evaluation on literally any player yet in this 2022 class. There's still a ton of tape to watch, ton of tape to come out from this season. Um, but we can definitely start making decisions with our draft picks and just start to get an idea for what this class entails um, and start thinking about 2023. Like we talked about earlier, quarterbacks are, are pretty good at the top. Loaded running back class, little weak at wide receiver. It's kind of like the opposite of the 2022 class, to be honest with you. And before we wrap up here, uh, I do want to talk about a couple players that have seemingly declared for the 2022 NFL draft. Uh, that's Matt Corral from Ole Miss. He wrote a letter on his Twitter about his intentions to declare for the 2022 NFL draft. We got Justin Ross, wide receiver from Clemson, who was medically cleared to play this year after he was out all of the 2020 season with a congenital fusion in his spine. It's a condition he was born with, so it'll be interesting to see how his medicals check out. Nothing that we'll be privy to as draft analysts or fantasy football players, but we'll pretty much be privy to it based on his draft capital and where he falls. But he's another guy that's declared for the draft. And then Sam Howell decided not to play in the final home game versus Wofford. Uh, He hasn't officially declared yet, but we all assume that he's going to be in this draft class. And I think that decision not to play kind of shows his hand. (laughs) So I I assume we can pretty much say that he's declared for the draft. But before we get out of here, man, I got to talk about my boy Kenneth Walker. I do not think he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. He was a Heisman hopeful. It's so hard for running backs to win the Heisman Trophy. But that Ohio State game did him no favors. He only had 24 snaps versus Ohio State. He averages 55 on the year. So, I mean, I know they got down quick, but he should have been involved in the game more. He's their best playmaker. I don't understand that at all. I've loved this kid since his true freshman year at Wake Forest. I was watching, I think it was Sage Surratt film. Every A lot of people in the Debbie community were hiring Sage Surratt. So I was like, let me check this guy out. I was watching some games and I was like, who, who is this running back? He is a beast. He was making people miss his patience. I guess at Wake Forest, they were teaching their running backs to be very, very patient behind the line of scrimmage. If you watch those games from, from back then, I mean, those guys walked to the line, and it wasn't just Kenneth Walker, but that patience kind of has carried over to Michigan State because he is still very patient behind the line of scrimmage. His vision is so good. Great explosiveness, great burst, makes people miss laterally. And then his balance is just so good, too. Um, I, I, I love Kenneth Walker. I have a lot of quote-unquote shares of him in campus to Canton leagues. He's currently my RB3 behind Zach Charbonnet and Isaiah Spiller. And I was disappointed. I mean, I'm a Buckeyes fan. I'm happy Ohio State got the win. But I wanted to see Kenneth Walker show out a bit against the Buckeyes. But after that showing, I think there's no way that he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. Most likely he's going to go to Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, I think, still in there. But 
it's pretty much going to C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, I think, at this point. It's so hard for a running back to get it. But, yeah, I had to talk about Kenneth Walker, man. I actually I did not bring him up in my top five running backs episode, which was my first episode to kick up kick off this podcast because it was September in, in the season. It was still early. I was unclear on how he would do at Michigan State. He had a great first game, but, I mean, he's definitely – taking college football by storm and I'm just so happy to see his talent showing out because Wake Forest did not use him how they should have he was splitting carries with somebody that was inferior by far to who he was you should have run your offense through him like Michigan State did Kenneth Walker I think he's a late day two pick probably a third rounder I think he's gonna be a good pro a good running back I like him so to wrap this show up, I appreciate everybody listening. Head over to DynastyNerds.com. We have a Black Friday promo going right now. It's 25% off any site membership and merchandise. You just have to use the code BLACK-FRIDAY. So sign up for a membership. Become a Nerd Herd member. Get access to our Dynasty GM. You can sync your sleeper. My Fantasy League, FFPC, and Flea Flicker rosters with our tool and use that to determine if you're a contender or if you should maybe be in a rebuild. And you can see your t- how your team stacks up against the rest of the players in your league. You can use our trade calculator. We have a trade browser tool that pulls in all the trade data from every league that is synced with our tool. So you can like search by... Patrick Mahomes, let's see all the Patrick Mahomes trades that have taken place over the last week because maybe right now might be a a rare buy window for Patrick Mahomes. Things like that. We have a ton of cool tools. we got the Prospect Film Room, which you guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a draft nut. We have a film room where we post all of the Prospect film that we have access to. We break down each game for those players, every single play that they're on the field for, and you can watch cut-ups of your favorite prospects in five or six minutes. So it's extremely efficient. Make sure you head over to DynastyNerds.com. Use that Black Friday promo, Black-Friday. So closing thoughts, 2023 quarterback class, definitely better than the 2022 because we want studs, and that is C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Senior bowl roster is taking shape. Can't wait to be down in Mobile, Alabama again to evaluate these guys and see them in person. Good tight end roster, solid receivers, good running backs. We'll see what what happens with the quarterbacks. Hopefully Kenny Pickett accepts that invite. And Kenneth Walker, my boy. Fortunately, not going to win the Heisman, but that's all right. Had a great year. He's going to get drafted. Very cool for him. Very happy. Not a highly recruited kid, so... It's great to see players like that that work their ass off be rewarded. So can't wait to see where he lands in April. But until next time, I appreciate you guys rocking with me. Follow me over on Twitter at Jared Wackerly FF. Until next time, I'm out.